Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? What the fucking ears? What the fuck cats? How's it going? Seriously, how are you? Closing out this year, looking back at it, and what, looking forward to the new one with hope and an open mind, are we? <laughs> so, Happy New Year. Today on the show, I talked to Rory Cochran. I'll tell you the, the main reason I, I wanted to talk to Rory Cochran. It's really, oddly, it's because of one performance. And it's in a movie that a lot of people, I don't know if they'd seen. It's the Black Mass movie with uh, Johnny Depp as Whitey Bulger. Jesse Plemons is in it. And uh, Roy Cochran plays a real guy who was one of Bulger's henchmen, a gangster, a killer. And I'd never seen a performance in my life. And this is just because I've looked in the eyes of killers before. I know it sounds odd. Have I? You know, I'm not talking about an AA meeting, talking to a vet or something. I've in New York. There was a couple of times where I've I've met or spent time with gangsters. It's something that happens in show business. Occasionally, you find yourself in a room with a gangster or a killer who kills for gangsters or is a gangster killer. It just happens. It's the way it is. That's show business. They've always been around show business. And there's something about the look in their eye and the sort of matter-of-factness of it all that you know in your heart that they have done this thing. But it is what it is, right? And so, so many times, even in the best mob movies uh, that people love, Godfather, Scorsese movies, there's something not quite authentic about the nature of a killer in some of those movies. Uh, you know, movie stars don't always get it right. Right? I mean, De Niro has gotten a killer right before. But there is something slightly elevated about the myth of the gangster. But somehow or another, Rory Cochran, in that movie, Black Mass in particular, I'd never seen a performance like that, to be honest with you. And it was hard because, you know, he's working with, you know, this insanely made-up Johnny Depp, who was wearing, you know, this... The makeup was it was nuts. It was almost otherworldly, and, and it was supposed to be a regular person. Whatever the case was, there's a scene there. there there's a fucking scene in there with Rory's prostitute girlfriend and and Depp 
it's pretty grim, but there was just something about there are these interview segments in that movie where they you know they have uh, you, you know interrogations of these characters, and I'd just never seen something so natural and so fucking real in the nature of that character. So that's really the reason I want to talk to him. You know, he's been in a lot of stuff. Him and Plemons know each other real well from Scott Cooper movies. That was Black Mass. Also, Hostiles with, uh, I don't think Plemons was in that, I can't remember, but with uh, Christian Bale. But you might know him from Dazed and Confused from way back, Argo, Public Enemies. He was on CSI Miami for four seasons. Uh, he's in the new movie Encounter with Rez Ahmed and Octavia Spencer. But uh, it was it was great meeting him. It was intense. I don't know, man. I'm just. Uh, I guess I'm at a, I'm at a crossroads with myself as we head into this new year. I've been wrestling with things in terms of acceptance. Whatever's going on in the world, I'm happy it's raining here in Los Angeles. Has been for the last week or so, on and off. But apparently, the amount of rain and how it comes down is something unique to this time we live in. As the uh, Climate becomes chaotic. But I've just been thinking about, I had a weird conversation last night in the, you know, in the, in the green room of the comedy store with some young comics talking about a guy, a middleman, somebody who will facilitate. If you, if you want clips put up on social media platforms to become viral, you know, through a Facebook page where you can get a million views and you can make like 15, 20 grand a month through just through views, through ad buys, you know, like it's just, there's this whole world of new show business that, that sort of barters in short clips and people are making a lot of money. And I just listening to this and I'm hearing young comics go, Oh man, give me his name for sure. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm past that. I don't care. Like I was always wondering like how some of these people get 300,000 fucking likes. And it's because they have people working this angle of new platform-oriented show business, you know, to sell tickets, but also to make money in their own right, you know, by numbers. And I, and I get it, but I don't do it. I'm old school and I just don't, there's no reason for me to do it. I don't mind being on the other side of this shit. I, what I've realized re- lately is that, you know, I've got this small window right now to be grateful for, for what I've made, what I've done, uh, you know, to appreciate. And I'm going to, I'm just bringing this up again the stuff that I've accomplished and I'm okay right now. So like, how do I, as the world fucking diminishes, as the earth dies and people become worse, you know, how do I find a pocket to at least at the very least look at what I've done and whatever fight that I have fought for whatever I've done it for entertainment, the people, the fans, whoever, how do I pull back far enough to say like, all right, so I'm okay. Somehow I made it through. I'm okay. And I don't have to fucking worry about this shit. I don't have to worry about a two minute clip getting a million views for what I got my people. Hopefully I'll be able to do this tour. I have planned. Maybe I'll shoot another special, but it's weird because I know like even last night that the comedy I'm doing now is great. It's the best I've done. And I know that to be true. And I do it for a few hundred people here and there. Now with this, it's just odd now too with this, doing these 15 minute sets in the main room of the comedy store with, uh, you know, Omicron out there. It's just that I'm on stage, you know, I'm boosted. I test frequently. But like if I do a good job, you know, I'm bathing in what's got to be a COVID mist up there on stage from laughing people. You got to figure there's at least 
a dozen in every 100 to 200 people who have it. So why am I doing that? Well, because I don't want to live in fear, I guess. And I like what I'm doing right now, comedically. I don't know. I'm just trying as we enter this new year, that is no doubt going to be another difficult year for a number of reasons. It's very hard to have illusions of things sort of like getting better or things starting fresh. So I try to enter it with a practical mindset, a rational mindset, and kind of put the focus on what I can do and how am I going to see myself. You never know when the fucking other shoe is going to drop. Trouble, sickness, whatever. All I know is the last week or so during this time of holidays, I celebrated zero, no celebrating. And there were days where I had nothing to do and it was fucking glorious. I mean, I felt that during the pandemic too, but then no one was doing anything. And I felt it again, like, you know, I, I don't mind knowing tomorrow is empty and I don't have to be full of dread about getting somewhere, doing something or talking to somebody or fixing this or that or fucking, you know, taking care of something. It's just, I have no problem with nothing to do because I fucking make myself busy, man. I do the work. I enjoy things. But I guess at the very least, as you enter this new year, try to find some gratitude and again, try to be decent to people. So listen, happy new year. Please be careful. I imagine parties are limited. Try not to get the COVID. If you do ride it out, don't freak out. Go to the hospital if you have to. But uh, I sought out Rory Cochran and he was nice enough to come over and we, uh, we hashed it out a little bit. His new movie encounter is now streaming on Amazon prime video. It's an alien uh, bacteria movie, alien organisms that come on like a sickness. This is me talking to Rory Cox. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of great or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. I noticed that uh, you don't uh, you don't do much of this because there's no information on you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow or another, you've managed to. Uh, 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 remain anonymous somehow. Was that that's do you, do you put effort into that? 
Um, I get. I guess you could call it effort. It's it's more of um, like a protective measure for me. Yeah. Or, I mean, first of all, I think that as actors, we're yeah. always lucky to work. Or right. you know, SAG's like one percent of union members work ever. Is that true? Yeah. That's so a, it's yeah, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> but yeah. um, my idea or my game plan is that if you don't do everything that's yeah. put in front of you, right? Then you can have longevity. Oh, okay. And so yeah, sometimes people, you know, get pissed off if you pass on something. Yeah, or, yeah. But you know, they're not living your life or in your shoes, right? So, you know, hopefully they'll get over it. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I I try to do. I just try to work with good people if I can. Yeah. I've never turned down an opportunity with, you know, R- right a good that, group. But how does that play into like staying sort of under the radar in terms of uh, public uh, personality, like public uh, knowledge of 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 you? Is that do you you, you just don't do stuff? You don't uh, like to? Well, I mean, I don't think it's imp- important for, right. for for me. I yeah. think there's far too many uh, people. Um, you know, out there giving their opinion on on uh, you uh, know, there's stuff. too many opinions out there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they don't, nobody, you know, <laughs> there's enough. And, right. You know, there's some people that get into it because they want to be like a movie star, right? Or they want to be famous, right? Um, I don't want those things. I I like opportunities. Yeah. Uh, right. 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 That, that makes sense. That some of those people have. Right. But that was never a goal of mine. Right. Um, so why would I want to uh, kind of embrace that if right. I'm not getting the money these guys are getting? <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that seems like the, the worst part of it. Right. Right. You know, I was thinking about that. As an actor, you need to have organic experiences with people. Yeah. Who don't know who you are. Right. Uh, who don't, uh, you know, have prejudged you or what have you. In and life, those, you mean? In life. Yeah. And, and those can be good or bad experiences, sure. but you need them to to kind of be human and yeah. to be able to portray, uh, you know, humanity in your way. And if if you're living kind of like a avatar right. or, you know, not a real existence, you don't go to the grocery store. You right. have assistance and they hold the umbrellas for you. Right. You, you know, that's not. <laughs> you don't have an umbrella holder? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I get one. <laughs> At the very least, I think yeah. you should have an umbrella holder. And then you could. Uh, uh, maybe you could portray a, an umbrella holder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when did you like? Because the the reason I was excited to talk to you, and because uh, I'm a big fan of your, your work and the work I've seen of it, uh, of yours, and in, in a way that I, I think I think addresses what you're talking about. You you know, when I saw Black Mass specifically, and I like Cooper, I think he's a good director. Yeah, me too. That you know, having been in comedy a while and having been having met a couple of uh, real gangsters, the portrayal of real gangsters or of gangsters in general is always sort of heightened. And uh, you don't necessarily uh, believe that they're killers, you know, because a lot of those guys are just people. And I felt that the way that you did it or, or embodied that guy it, it, and just the look in your eye and, and the sense of, I, I don't know, it was a very subtle, almost, um, you know, sympathetic performance of, you know, of that guy. But, you know, I knew he was a killer, but you didn't play him as a as a killer in a way. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that people wake up in the morning and, uh, you, you know, I'm a killer. I'm going to walk around like I'm a killer. I mean, they, they have feelings and they're yeah. human beings. Yeah. Maybe, you know, bad uh, human beings. Sure. But uh, they have families and they have problems. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, just their job. It's just their job. And, and, and funnily enough, I was in Boston and I had... You know, the Boston accent is very, very difficult to do. I mean, for it me, is, I've done a bunch of different accents. It's, it's and the worst because you could easily make a mockery of it. You could. And yeah. also there's different variants mm. of the accent. Sure. So some people don't, you know, have that R that goes up. Right. They just have a regular R. Some, there's and all it's different. It's regional. There's North End yeah, accents. Yeah. Um, what did you go with? I just <laughs> went with God. Okay. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah. No, I would just say I had a dialect coach, yeah. and um, that's not the way that I can work, really. Right. Like, yeah, I sure. got to talk to... So, I found some guys in Boston. We hung out. And From where? To, Which part? I was there for years, Boston. Um, Southie. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, and I knew these guys. Yeah. Uh, From uh, how? One was a... Uh, used to... Uh, there was a boxing gym here called Wild Card. Uh-huh. And uh, Freddie Roach uh, yeah. used to run it, and there was a guy in there named Tommy Barrett, yeah, uh, who was a, a boxing coach. And I ha I was literally like in bars in Boston, telling like old men that I'd buy them a beer if they would just talk to me. <laughs> and I was in this bar in Southie. <laughs> they like to talk, don't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you buy them a beer, they'll talk. <laughs> to you. Yeah. And uh, I saw Tommy Barrett sitting in this bar called Whitey's, yeah. uh, ironically, in, in Southie. Uh-huh. And he was just like, You're, you know, I got you. Don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So he, he set you up with guys? Yeah. And we just, you know, he he was dialed into that, that, that Southie kind of- And uh, the guy you portrayed is a real guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Lemmy, they call him the rifle man yeah. because he uh, shot- a bunch of people in, in the Korean War. Uh -huh. It was very accurate. Uh -huh. And that's how he got that nickname, not because uh, he was a so-called killer. Right, from a war experience. Yeah. Now, when you go into a role like that with Scott, and you know, and uh, you're working with with Depp, and I just had Plemons in here, you know. Uh, I love Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. And I was, yeah. uh, and I was talking about you. I'm like, you guys are great. And he, and he's telling me how like. Uh, he says, you don't like to talk, like, on camera. Like, you'd rather just act, like, you know, with as, we, as little lines as possible. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to interview him. Is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he's right about that. But um, I sometimes things are overwritten. Sure. Uh, writers will write. But people don't talk potentially. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a f uh, no offense to the writer sometimes. Yeah. It's just... Um, you know, you want to try to, you know, find a way to portray somebody that's not giving a monologue or something like that because they wouldn't do that. I right. Mean, it you happens all the time. That. We no, were just right. talking outside. You're not going to give me a, a diatribe no. of stuff. You... No, just what talked about the car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what people do. But back to your um, your point earlier. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to meet, like, the real Johnny Moderano. Now, this guy... You know, went to prison. The guy you portrayed? No, this no, another was a, guy. There was another guy, yeah. real character. Oh, the other uh, uh, gangster that was in. Was he in the movies? He portrayed yeah, in the movie. Yeah. I remember. He looks more yeah. more Italian looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So he was really the 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 hitman for oh. for 
um, Whitey for Whitey and those guys. And um, anyway, I, I got to meet him on yeah. my own, just sort of through connections I made. There was yeah. a place called um, Daisy's, uh-huh. uh, Daisy Buchanan's. Yeah. And uh, that's where all the Red Sox players and Yankees players would even go mm-hmm. after their games yeah. at Fenway. And Joe, who was the owner of that place, um, at the time it's closed now. Yeah. But he knew Moderano and, uh, you know, I got to meet meet him a couple of times and he told me, I mean, this guy's killed like, you know, a yeah. hundred people. Or was something. he in prison? He went, he did 12 years and I think it wasn't even for all the, yeah. the you know it was just a a plea yeah and um anyway he told me he said yeah it's like you know we're we're hanging out we're go chase girls together we're yeah. gonna go do this here we're gonna go kill guys together you right know? it's just a, a thing that they you know it, it wasn't as it, they didn't think of it uh, wasn't their whole life yeah it was just part of their life it was part of it it was you know his living and, yeah and, and um, sometimes they knew the guys they were killing I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how did you integrate that? I mean, when, when what I was going to ask you before was, you, you know, when you read the script or when Scott reached out to you to do the film, you know, how, what kind of information were you given? Like, what was the kernel of that guy that you were like, this guy, uh, I got the key to this guy? Um, I, you know, I, I, I read his book. I, I did research. I met his- Flemmy wrote a book? Uh, or they wrote a book on oh, him. Okay, yeah. Um, I met his son. Oh, really? In uh, in Boston, randomly. Yeah, randomly. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Playing pool, uh, and uh, he was a great, great guy, uh, Stephen. Yeah. And um, I, I just sort of try to put pieces together. Yeah, yeah. I ended up meeting a go-go, an older go-go dancer yeah. that used to hang out with Steve Fleming, uh-huh. and she would tell me stories. Is Steve dead? Uh, he's in prison. Oh, right. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Right. Uh, you I think he's still alive. You didn't try to reach out to him? Um, at that point, we had already, when I had met his son, yeah. his son offered to 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 drive up. Nobody knows where this guy is, apparently, but of course his son does. Yeah, sure. So his son was like, we could drive up there. It's like five, six hours. Yeah. Uh, at that point, like three quarters of the movie was over. Right. So okay. I thought there was very little I could. Yeah. Um, I wonder. But it, he would tell me stuff like my dad, you know, smoked yeah. cigars. He didn't smoke cigarettes. He did this. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't this. He was, did, how did, did you get feedback from him after the movie? The son? Did you, uh, did anyone? Did yeah, I, I believe they all liked it. Oh, yeah. they did? Yeah. That's tricky, right? It is tricky, and you're not, you know, you're not searching for the feedback. No, know? of course because... not. But but like when you play, like I just played Jerry Wexler in the Aretha Franklin movie. Nice, and you and you, you know, because you do this that kind of research where you, you get your, you try to get into the guy and figure out how he talked and what he do and what drove him, and then you know you do it, and you know when somebody who knew him says good job, it means something. Yeah, no, I you mean, know. It's, it's flattering. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I got a lot of positive, uh, I guess, compliments. For, I thought it was amazing. That. And I like, I don't like, so where, if it was never to be, like, when did, like, obviously, you know, you work pretty regularly. You know, I see you in a lot of stuff. And and, uh, and I just, I watched part of the new movie. I, I'm glad I didn't watch all of it. I got, I got the link a little late. But I, I'm bad at talking about movies I've seen that you're promoting because I'm, I'm bad with spoilers. But I know that there's a parasite problem. 
and that, and that uh, you know, there's aliens. And I'm assuming that somebody saves the world, but I don't know. I, uh, Mark, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 actually going to see it on uh, uh, on the second. Yeah. So what, oh, so the premiere. What is that Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you, so I I don't know. Well, we'll we'll both find out, I guess. Eventually. Yeah. I can tell you what I do know is that the director uh, did a movie called Beast, which uh-huh. was his first meet movie, and uh, it was terrific. Oh and, wait a minute, Beast? Yeah, just Beast. Huh? What was that about? I feel like I might have seen that. I did see that. That's kind of a gnarly movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. And and you know when they brought me this thing, they you know they told me Riz Ahmed and yeah Octavia yeah. Spencer. It looks good. It's got a I, good look. I thought uh, yeah, I'm in. Sure. So if the agenda was not really to become a movie star, like when you started, because I remember you know you when you were a kid. How did it start? What was the when did the drive start? Where'd you to be an actor? Um, it was it was more or less. Uh, I guess I fell into it a little bit. Uh, there was we grew up in uh, Jamaica Queens in New York. And, I know that um, part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how many in the family? Uh, at that point, it's my my brother, my sister, my mother. Yeah. And uh, we're living in this crummy, you know, one bedroom apartment. Yeah. And the idea was like my local school. I remember being in third grade, yeah. and they shot some sixth grader shot another sixth grader in the head. And I was like, I kind of don't want to go to that school anymore. <laughs> so I, I, I just kept going further and further away from my school, from where I lived. Yeah. Um, and because obviously your 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 mom agreed with you. Maybe you shouldn't uh, go to that school. I. It, um, well, I, I don't. Yeah, 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 I don't remember the conversation, yeah. but I, I just remember going one subway stop, yeah, and then going three subway right, stops, right, right, sort of like junior high school, yeah, and then my zoned high school was uh, Hillcrest, which yeah. was a very dangerous uh, school. Uh huh. So there was this school called the Performing Arts in, uh, in New York, New York City, yeah, and so my brother had. Uh, you have to audition, yeah. And so they have five departments, and uh, he got was going for art, yeah. And my sister was going for voice, yeah. And I thought, well, I don't want to miss out on this, so so they were all in the arts, huh? So I went for yeah. uh, drama and art. Uh-huh. And I ended up getting for in for both. And uh, what kind of art? Painting? Yeah, just yeah, all around. And. Um, and my brother was always complaining about the art department, so yeah. I was like, "Let me try this drama thing." And I was god awful, by the way. I mean, just what? Did, how did it start? Like, just you have to audition. Well, you remember what you did? I did a monologue or or yeah. two. They yeah. were just terrible. But uh, <laughs> I was always ne- never uh, yeah. any good at auditioning. But yeah. Anyway, they took pity on me, let me in, and uh, then that was that. <laughs> that was that. And then, so going into it primarily to escape, you know, and escape, and, yeah. yeah, escape, and that yeah, I guess at a, at a relatively young age you realize that uh, life is pretty fragile, and uh, and and uh, things are dangerous, and you know you you sought the this sort of other world, now not really knowing whether or not that was a world you necessarily wanted to be part of when you got there what changed for you in terms of like did you were you like in awe of people doing that stuff i mean it's a whole I, different world man yeah right? i wasn't in awe of that no. i mean the 
it was all kind of silly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're doing these exercise, yeah. sense memory exercises, yeah, yeah. And just stupid things. Yeah. And, uh, and this, you went there for all of high school. I did. Yeah. And then they, they sort of had this um, policy where you couldn't audition professionally if you were in school. It was a yeah. public high school. But yeah. again, uh, you had to there was thousands of kids that wanted to go to yeah, school and yeah. they, they would accept maybe two, three hundred. Yeah. Um, but so one day a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to go on this audition after school. Uh, we can get a slice of pizza afterwards. And yeah. I was like, well, we're not supposed to do that. And he said, yeah, it doesn't matter. So I go with him and the casting director was like, hey, uh, are you going to read too? And I said, no, I'm just here with my friend. She was like, well, we're seeing a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe you should read. Yeah. And I was like, eh. And she was like, well, let's take a look. And yeah. So I, I read for that. And she's like, I got good news and bad news. The bad news is I'm not bringing your friend back. Good news is I'm bringing you back. Yeah. I'm getting that thing. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it was a... Uh, it was a, th a show called Saturday Night with Connie Chung. Do you remember her? Yeah. And so they did this docudrama, right? About so Marlon Brando was yeah. in half the episode, and then I'm in half the episode. Marlon Brando? Yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> did you meet him? I didn't meet him. He just he had done an interview with her, yeah. and then half of it was me playing this crack dealer in Brooklyn. Huh. And and uh, so that was your it was your 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 first gig was like a reenactment. Yes. Is that, well, yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How long did that show stay on the air? I don't remember that. Yeah. I, I don't know. So it was like Marlon Brando, and now we're going to take you to a crack corner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, did you, was there a story? Was there, you didn't, you didn't know. You just. I mean, it was a story based on a real kid that was a like a 14-year-old crack dude. What did Marlon Brando have to do with it? He was just doing an interview. Oh, just, so he was just another part of the show. Yeah. Did you watch that part? I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if I watched the whole thing. I think they might have sent me a tape. Oh or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. So, so that kind of got you rolling. Uh, in a way, yeah. was it interesting to you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was something I could do, you know, in my sleep. Yeah. Like play a drug dealer because right. there were so many of them, you know. Yeah. In, in the neighborhood. You knew them. You yeah. knew of them. You knew them. Yeah. So then. After that, did you get in trouble at school? No. For doing it? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. It did. So the policy doesn't hold? No. And you were what, a sophomore, freshman? I uh, was a junior, yeah. I think. And then does that does it start rolling from there? Did you start going on more auditions with that particular casting director? You don't know how it went? Uh, no. I, I, I went on uh, another thing, and yeah. I got that, and that was like to play a transvestite in, in this movie with yeah. Matt Dillon, and um, it was a little tiny part, and that was a whole other thing. That was a sort of lesson in the industry of how people there was an actress and she wasn't gonna do this thing unless her brother got a part and what was this and the what guy movie? the director's like i don't know where to put this fucking guy he's gonna be your brother and they do this whole scene i'm supposed to have one line yeah and we turn into this whole like long scene yeah because this guy's forced to be in the movie so we shoot this thing. Wow, direct, that was part of the negotiation. He, he never used the thing because it was just to to satisfy her. Oh, I got your brother in the movie, right? And, and then he cut everything. And then he just cut that out. 
I'm you too? I think my line's still in there. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, you know. I, I, <laughs> that I, was, knew, uh, I knew this wasn't the one. This is, <laughs> <laughs> so this was a kiss before dying? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so do you sometimes not read the whole script? Uh, yes. Yeah. What does it depend on? Uh, it depends on, I guess, how heavy I am in the script. Right. And, um, I mean, I don't. I don't believe you you have to. It's not necessarily no, no, out of, yeah. of laziness. No. It's just that you don't need to know what happens after. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to know what these people are doing um, unless it affects you or they're, yeah. they're talking about you in some way that shapes your character. But, sure. Uh, for the most part, you know, it's almost better if you don't know. Sure. No, I, I think I agree with that. Now, since now, did your brother and sister stay in the arts? No, no, they didn't. Well, actually, my brother kind of did. Um, he, I think he has like a production company in oh, New yeah? York, and he's kind of do. Yeah, I yeah. would say yes. Yeah, so yeah. My sister's a lawyer. Uh huh. Yeah. And did, did you? Was there? Was because like you know when I talk to people who are you know in the arts and stuff, did you get support at home? Did you come from arty people? No, no, <laughs> no. Is, uh, I got thrown out of the house. Because oh yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go to college. Oh okay. So after the uh, the kiss before dying, what? When do you like? Because I remember you in Dazed and Confused, and you know what? It's interesting when you see how you've turned out as a grown up. That a lot of the the roles you take now and and you know are, are weighty. They're you know they're heavy. You know, you bring a lot to it. And that character was kind of this, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, obviously you're a kid, but that seemed, was that the big break? Um, that, that was, I, yeah, I, I guess, I guess you would call it that where, where you sort of enter into the zeitgeist a little bit. Yeah. And how know. did that, um, I didn't, well, what was fathers and sons? I can't remember if I've seen that. That was, uh, I, I consider that sort of my first movie. That was uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Um, and I played a son. I was thrilled to get that part. Yeah. Um, you know, we shot it in New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, in Asbury Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I love Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. You know, I yeah, saw The Fly. Great. He's a great kid. actor. Very quirky, interesting actor, I think. Um, so I did that, but that didn't really uh, go anywhere. You but, played his son? Yes. How Are you out of school? Yes. Do you still use some of the stuff that you learned when you were a kid in putting your shit together now? Uh N- not from school necessarily, mm, but yeah. maybe from just growing up. And and like, what did 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 you come away from that experience at the at that high school with some some craft in place? Uh, I, yeah, I I don't want to downplay the the the, the intentions that, yeah. that school has. Um, and you know, a lot of people uh, came out of that school. Sure, um, sure. And did very well. You, you have basic sort of uh, things that yeah. that uh, you know, that that you pick up, sure. And yeah. Especially after four years, right? Um, but it was it was uh, it, it was a good place, um, especially for you know s- some people that had sort of you know challenging home lives and uh-huh. and. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think um, you thought you felt that that was a common thing. Uh, there were a lot of kids in that 
school were, you know, it was a good thing that they were there. Right. Right. Um, you yeah. can very easily go into a different direction. I mean, even in that school, they had kids, you know, some kid asked me to sell crack. Yeah. You know, for them, right. showing me guns. I'm yeah. like, wow, what, what, what uh, department are you in? <laughs> you <know? laughs> the crack department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, so then I have to assume that when you get an opportunity to work with Goldblum, that, you know, they're, you know, you're picking stuff up. You know, that, you know, engaging with these other, you know, he was, you know, he's kind of an interesting actor. I mean, were you, did you find you were absorbing stuff? Uh, not really. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you learn from sure. things. I remember we were doing a scene at the end and I was ready to go and they broke for lunch. Yeah. And then we had lunch and then after the lunch, I just didn't have the same yeah you know feelings <laughs> that i had when i was starving <laughs> and so it was bad you know it wasn't good but it's those kind of things you pick up oh we're going to do an emotional scene i'll eat afterwards oh yeah you know? right so that was the lesson you couldn't you couldn't fake it yeah yeah <laughs> do you so you so you were able to look at the post lunch scene in the movie and go like nah. yeah it's full of food but you I know that as sure as an yeah. actor you see you go god maybe nobody will pick it up but you know you know of course you yeah. know everything like you know like you know like why didn't i wait one second before i said that yeah do you are you able to watch your shit uh i mean i do i i, I watch it because i i try to you know learn yeah or is there something i could have done better differently yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't watch a lot. I don't, uh, yeah. know, watch the movies again because I feel like you got to just keep moving forward. I get that. So wh how does Dazed and Confused happen? Um, so I am in LA yeah. and- For what? The other movie or what? Promoting? No, I'm just out here. I, oh, I, you moved? I moved out. I'm working at Jerry's Deli. Out in the know, valley? In the valley. Yeah. I think they closed it now. I think so too. Um, yeah, and so how old were you when you moved out here? Nineteen. Uh huh. And you did you didn't uh, know you had representation, I guess. Uh yeah, sort of. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Probably wasn't the strongest, but you know, but it, you, it, but it, you, it, you had a you had a reason to come because you had done the two movies. Yeah, I mean, I was really you know gambling. Yeah. Um, but that's not an old story. A lot of people do that. Sure. Um. But yeah, so I was out, and then I go in for this uh, casting session. I meet Don Phillips. He casts ca uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, yeah, Serpico. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. produced Melvin Howard. Oh, that's a great movie. He just died uh, on Thanksgiving. Oh, shit. Yeah. So How I old was he? I old? got the call that wasn't. Well, you, um, you stayed close with that guy? I did, but more like he'd call me and be like, hey, Yankees suck, Roar. You know, <laughs> we were just buddies. You so know? he's an old timey casting director? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And producer. And producer. And he, um, he was casting that and. Uh, he would just had a process where he wouldn't make actors read. He would just talk yeah. to them and get a feel and a sense for them. And then he would bring them back accordingly. Yeah. And, uh, and then everybody, it was like four or five times you had to go back and then everybody read um, the main character and all the girls read the main girl for, character. For uh, uh, Dazed and Confused? Yes. Yeah. And then the, they sort of put you where they thought that you should go. But I remember they had a pizza party for all the finalists and yeah. they basically told everybody you got the part except, the pizza. except for me. Huh. I went back to New York and I was like, oh well. And then uh, I But got, yeah, I thought you moved out here. 
I I did, but I I had gone back to New York just to be like, fuck this. Yeah. For a oh, minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I get a call. Like, yeah. Do you want to go to Texas for the summer? And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it was great. I mean, that was a, a blast. So that character was kind of lit up. Yeah. And it seems very different than you. Yeah. I mean, I I knew. Uh, like hippies growing sure. up and yeah. you know yeah so you knew the rap yeah yeah and was that was that all scripted a lot of it was improvised yeah um but when that movie came out uh it it, it didn't do well in the box office sure. but it became like a cult classic yeah and for about a year afterwards the, all they were doing was offering me you know dude, that part dude where's your car uh right half baked you know just yeah. all these similar because you were a character right and i thought well if i go down and that goes back to what we talked yeah. about and then being if right I, if got i go and take all these jobs yeah. you know then i'm that guy right right and as a kid almost right. like you're playing teenager and, you get boxed in yeah and yeah you take that then that money's gone right right and that's and then who are you that's where you at your yeah. resume and so you knew enough to avoid that yeah, I made sure that the next thing I did after that was completely opposite. But so you were given at least the opportunity to read for a lot of stuff and you were able to have a choice and you were able to get whatever that came next, 11 of 45 or whatever. Uh, again, that Don Phillips didn't cast that, but he introduced the director and me uh, and some other people together and he sort of was f responsible for making that happen. So he's sort of your champion, that guy. I mean, he championed me definitely. He championed a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, not going to eat. Uh, right. Because, it, you know, if Don didn't come through on something, he I didn't look at him like no, that. No, no, right, just right. just a pal. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. But he, I've, I guess the point is he believed in you early on. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to have those guys. It it is. Yeah. And he uh I mean when you look him up later, he 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 is uh he was a legend. Yeah. That guy. I mean and, just even just going out. I have friends, multiple friends that are in the business. They, yeah. They can tell you about Don Phillips. And were you guys hanging out too? Like did he like did he share stories about the oh, old days? Yeah. Yeah, Every, yeah. All of it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh I'll miss him. Yeah. Were you able to... Uh, and he wasn't minding his P's and Q's, you know. Sure. He tells you what's up. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got the real story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So were you able to... Uh, like, who, when you were coming up, I mean, who were the guys that you look up to when you when you were watching movies or who were your, uh, who were your guys? You know, like, where you were like, that's the guy. You know, it, 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 when you're younger, you always, you know, think about Robert De Niro sure. and those guys, yeah. Pacino. Yeah. Um, when, when when you when you're in the business for a while, uh, people can be sort of disappointing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes if you meet them, or just sometimes you just see. Uh, oh yeah, dude. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, you kind of and, and you, that, it, it ruins you, your it. candle goes out. Right. You it know? ruins <laughs> it for you. Yeah. It's almost like what you were talking about. When you do get to meet them, you have that human experience that you were talking about, and that's got to play into the the catalog that you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, if you meet one of these guys that you thought was great or, or whatever and they're disappointing or they're just, you know, painfully human or not interesting. I mean, right. that's that's one of those human experiences, that that disappointment. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it, no one, I think, should be put on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they'd want to be put on a pedestal. And if sure. they did, then they're probably a fucking asshole. Sure. Yeah. 
but but it is kind of an interesting thing to to because I imagine over time I don't know the full uh, filmography, but you must have met a lot of guys you spent your childhood watching. Yeah, sure, and it, you know it it's uh, it's nice when that happens. Yeah, it, yeah. you feel f- fortunate. You feel. Um, um, I mean, listen, it was great to work with Johnny Depp. I was like, holy sure. shit, you're fucking, you know, yeah. you're Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, the guy's like the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. And was he um, a good, nice guy? Sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, um, yeah, he just did. Uh, the th- problem with the media is that they, they portray whatever they want to portray, but they don't. They don't know necessarily right. these people, sure, and they paint them in, uh, as these. Yeah, the guys like wouldn't come to work because they were treating uh, treating the the crew badly. Mm. You know, we were in Wisconsin, yeah, uh, shooting this Michael Mann movie. Um, Which one was that? Public Enemies. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you play in that? I played a FBI uh, agent, and and you know. oh, Depp sort of uh, went on strike for a day or two. Yeah, I mean, everybody had to fly in the studio heads because they were tr- just because they were, he didn't want to go to work where you're treating the crew badly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Yeah, right, right. So he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, um, but he's saying no. I want, pe- pe- you know what yeah, I mean? People treated it, correctly. It's like a character thing. Sure. So when when they assassinate somebody's character, yeah. Uh, I think it's awful, you know, because people believe whatever they, uh, you know, what's, Read what's and, out there. Sure. What What do you take from, uh, like, when did you start to feel, obviously the actor you were in Dazed and Confused, you know, you were younger and, you know, you you got the character or whatever, but it seems that, like, at some point you started to sort of realize, like, I don't want to be a movie star. I mean, you, you, did you, I guess you knew that pretty close to, right after that, that you weren't going to be typecast. But at some point, your sort of approach to acting must have expanded, you know, in terms of like how you were going to, you know, utilize your experience and, you know, deal with these guys as human. When does that start to, where'd you get that? I, get, I, I mean, I guess I decided after uh, the Dazing and Fuse yeah. thing that, that, you know, you could probably clean up right now financially right um but if if i want to be in it for the long haul um so it was a business decision more than a an art decision uh i mean i think it was both yeah it, it, it money was never part of the the process yeah it was just how can i do this for a long time right i'll give you an example yeah um so there was a cast director uh, named Mally Finn. Do you, yeah. Are you familiar no. with her? Well, she's no longer with us, but um, she was um, casting this movie Titanic. Yeah. Um, and she uh, brought me in and asked me straight up. She was like, do you want to be a movie star? And I said, no. Yeah. And she goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to be like a like a freight train that just keeps on moving. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, all right, well, there's four or five actors that I'm considering yeah. it for to meet James for this. Yeah. They didn't need a star because they had $250 million. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I won't bring you in to meet James. Yeah. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no Titanic. Uh, yeah, I mean, who's to say? Uh, no, of course, you know, of course. But, but, 
but you knew with the point is is that you knew you wanted longevity and to sort of you know have a, a, a lifetime of work and evolve with the work yeah as I mean, a, you know as opposed to you know uh, ego driven right yeah yeah so you don't you don't have any differentiation you don't you know TV's fine uh I mean nowadays they're they're some yeah, of not the shows anymore, but are, when yeah. you started you know I mean, you did a lot. Oh, yeah, you did a lot of CSI. But I mean, but you know, when, but back in the day, you know, I imagine you're hanging out with some actors, right? When you're younger in your 20s, you had some friends. Yeah. And you had that sort of business, sort of like, don't do TV, man. Was there any of that going on? You know, back in the day, there were producers who still felt like, oh, well, that guy's a television actor. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but right. nowadays, it doesn't no, fucking it doesn't matter, matter. No. what the hell you do. But, but when did you start doing TV? Um, I took that job when I was 30. Uh, I was, I had moved back to New York and, um, you know, I, I, it was like good, really good money for me. You know, I was like, this is kind of crazy. The CSI Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And so we did that. And, um, I just, do you spend a lot of time in Florida? No, not too much. That was fun though. They'd fly us down for pickup shots or aerial shots, whatever the fuck. Um, but we did that, and it was the number one show in the world. Yeah. Not just America, in the world. Right. And, you know, everybody thinks I'm nuts. I want to get off this thing, you know. Uh, you did want to get off it? Yeah. Oh, and so, after, but you did, like, a lot. Well, you, I did two years. Yeah. And so after two years, you can negotiate and get the really good money. Yeah. Um, and, I, and they said, do you want to do that? I said, no. I said, I just want, can they let me out? And they said, everyone thought I was nuts. I mean, really, there wasn't- So they had to kill you? I didn't have a, well, I didn't ask them to kill me, but that's what they decided to do. But then part of the- <laughs> You didn't part, ask them, just yeah, kill me. Yeah, I said, what, you know, well, are they gonna let me out? And they said, uh, they said, yeah. I said, they said, but you have to do two episodes for the remainder of your contract, yeah. which was the, you know, six year contract. Yeah. So I said, well, they shot me. They're not gonna- do that that doesn't make any sense yeah and so three years later they brought me back as like a ghost <laughs> and, and they were like and i did it because i agreed to you know and 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 given that that was the thinking of how to bring you back that's probably why you left in the first place is yeah, that that there could was, happen there was a number of reasons why i left uh they they, they, they didn't treat people very well yeah um you know, you sort of, they went through seven wardrobe departments while in my two years. Really? You stopped sort of like learning people's names because they would just fire them oh. like right. left and right. And then you're, you know, you're, you're, um, you're getting into, I felt like I was getting into bad patterns where I just didn't care. About. Well, that's the, I think that's the thing is that's the, that's the, the, the Faustian bargain that you make you know, that most people make for the money, you know, why, why bail? Well, I mean, if you're sold dead and you're sweeping through the thing and, and, you, you know, and, and you're not honoring your, your heart, what do you, you know, after a certain point, that's going to crush you. Right. And you know, I, I don't, I don't have children. So yeah. if I did, I probably would have wrote it out. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I probably would have made a lot of different choices. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. One to have children would have been one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, but most of it was because you wanted to uh, to honor, you know, what you got into it for. I mean, it was a good gig. It got you solvent, and you know, you you're grounded, and you got a life, and you got some money in the bank. So now, like, go back to doing what you know the things you want to do, 
as opposed to be that guy for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, you avoided being that guy before. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I don't regret that yeah. one bit, um, but I certainly don't know how it would be, you know, had I done it for 10 years. Well, yeah, but it seems like, you know, that I have to assume that every job you take, you know, adds to a certain amount of experience, right? So, like, you know, whatever it was for those 50 episodes, you probably got some chops, you know, somehow, you know, you, you become more of a veteran and, you know, there's, there's certain habits and stuff that they're good to have in place so you can kind of free yourself to do the other shit. Yeah, I, 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 you're always, you always learn something, yeah. you know. How, how different, like, you know, with, like with Public Enemies, so you work with Michael Mann. Now, in terms of directors, what's your experience been in terms of, because I've talked to directors, I've talked to actors with directors. Have there been directors that have had a profound influence on you? You know, I, I imagine Cooper does. I mean, I mean, Cooper's, uh, you know, like for for him to take a chance on me playing Steve Fleming in Black Mass, which is, you know, that Whitey Bulger story belongs to Boston. I yeah. mean, it's their thing. Yeah. And a lot of people have tried to make it for a long time. And not only that, you know, when they're making it, you have the agencies obviously pushing their clients, you know, yeah. uh, trying to package, you know. Sure. So, so they sort of had to, him and John Lesher had to go uh, out around that. Yeah, and yeah. just say, we want you to, to do it. And um, How'd you meet Scott? On that? He yeah, brought I you met, in for that? I he met, just, yeah. He, he, he knew you, and he wanted... I, I guess he knew of me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it, once I, you know, we had a rapport, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, I, I and then we did Hostiles. Yeah, you are great um, in that, too. I met him on a plane. He I, told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, who's that guy? Yeah. Rory Cochran. <laughs> what is that guy all about? Oh, he told you about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, even back then, I was like, I want to I wanna meet that guy. I was like, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so as an actor, if you it, when you when you work with a, a guy like Scott, yeah, it's your you just feel free. You kind of feel at home. You feel supported. You huh. feel nurtured. Yeah, uh, there's like a shorthand. Um, you you just feel like you're able without any. You have nothing holding you back. He gives you the freedom to bring what you can and of course he, you know he knows what he wants uh -huh. and how to manipulate you know uh certain scenes and stuff but yeah um but yeah it's just a very freeing uh experience was it would you say that's like one of the the better experiences you've had yeah i would on both films yeah hostiles that's yeah a, that's a great movie it, it is a good movie and i you know just the experiences uh that you that you have when you make these movies like in Boston I met all those people in, yeah. in New Mexico I you know we had this um this advisor this uh he's a, the the chief of the northern Cheyenne his name's uh chief Philip uh-huh and uh, you know he's a, f a good friend of mine now I mean oh, yeah? well, we've been out to the reservation in Montana and uh I've been with him in, in other places in in America yeah. it's just um you know, it, you 
that's the beauty of, of part of this business is, is developing these relationships. If that you, you do, if you, you do, you would never yeah. otherwise, you know, come across probably. So know. what's a, that, what's that experience been like for you? Like, uh, y- you know, having a, a relationship with a contemporary native American culture. Um, you know, growing up in New York, I had never met, uh, a native American before. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's uh it was very powerful yeah um especially the subject matter of that movie um it's just uh in terms of the history and yeah yeah, i you know i wish there was a way because i think that a lot of uh americans don't even know or understand what what what's still happening yeah uh with these uh reservations yeah um, with the with the drug t- uh, drug problem, alcohol. I mean, the uh, number one uh, deaths by by police. Um, oh, really? Missing women never get. Uh, you know that, yeah. that 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 white girl was missing. Uh, it was all ten over, minutes. Yeah, all over the yeah. news for like a month. Or yeah, whatever. And the, until they found they, her they, and they, the killer. They're you know they're missing all the time. Yeah, I mean, um, and nobody's done anything about it. Yeah. Must be heavy, and and, and it, it is. I grew up in New Mexico. I, he's not from New Mexico, though. They brought him in, right? Yeah, he's from Montana. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful up there, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do, uh, like what, like Michael Mann, what was that like to work with him as a director? Um, he, you know, it's it, it's Michael Mann, so you're excited. Yeah, um, he's very very particular mm. um, about what he wants, and. Um, it, it, uh, it he sometimes I think he creates a um, like a sense of of chaos that doesn't need to be there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it, he's made so many good films that um, you know, if it, if you think it works for you, then <laughs> right, right. I guess so. You got there were a, there were a lot of frustrated departments on that film. I'll oh, just yeah. say. You seem to be pretty sensitive on the whole operation, which is nice. Like you know, you like you know, uh, you seem to have a, a sense of the community of a project. You, well, it's yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, as you know, fucking catering is very important. Oh, dude, yeah, like it, it affects the morale, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you got people. bad food, yeah, it's the worst. When you got crew guys going out to McDonald's because the food's so bad, yeah, then you're not gonna have a happy you know set yeah you're not gonna cable is not gonna be yeah. laying the way it should no right even craft services if that yeah. stinks it's like you know yeah because <laughs> you're living so there it, it, but it should people should be cognizant of the whole group you know? but even like it seems that you know the like you, your alliance or your understanding uh and these are just relationships part of the job to know these casting directors and to understand, you know, what they've done and where they come from and, and who they are as people, it's important because they're, you know, they're your portal. They're going to be the ones that are like, let's bring that guy in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Argo? Was that exciting? Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I lo- we got to shoot in I- Istanbul, which is great. Had you been there before? I hadn't. Wow. So that was really great. And, um, you know, Ben is a tremendous director. I mean, yeah. the, the town oh, yeah. uh, was fucking yeah. phenomenal. I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw, oh, he didn't direct it. I just saw him in that Clooney movie. I saw him in two movies. Good actor, too. Yeah. He he um, was excellent. Yeah. Uh, 
And how was that set? Was that uh, uh, did you, did you feel like you could really do the work? Yeah, he had us uh, live in a house in, uh-huh. in uh, I don't know, it was Hancock Park, the flat somewhere down there. Yeah, had us, you know, the the five um, or six, how many, however many it was of us uh, hostages. Yeah, yeah, live in a house for a week. We didn't yeah. know each other. Had the wardrobe, yeah, 70s wardrobe, and just see you in a week kind of thing. Yeah. And they bring us food. And, right, right. Um, so you had to, a sort of a slightly upscale hostage experience? Yeah, we had to figure it out. Uh-huh. You know, play board games, tell stories, drink a lot, <laughs> you know. Just, yeah. yeah, you know, but by the end of it, we, we had a, you know, a sort a of chemistry. A, a forced artificial bond that was becoming real. And that and that uh, that completely uh, that that grounded the uh, the the roles. I think it helped. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I guess so. I guess like you know. But it, you know, you go to Istanbul and yeah. and the, the you know guys are grabbing these girls in the street and you know they're terrified and I think all that stuff sort of helped. Oh, that that the culture itself was. Yeah, uh, well, uh, because yeah. it's not you know. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, they're not used to these foreigners sort of walking around, yeah, showing skin and right. You know. So they, you're just saying they can't control themselves. <laughs> I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying it. You know, it happened. They're, right, it right. Shook them up a little bit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So is there something that you like? As uh, you, I know, you just want to be a freight train. Just want to keep moving, keep getting opportunities, but. Is there something in your mind you want to do or accomplish, you know, as an actor or, or try that you haven't done yet? Do you, you know, I asked Jesse about it. I said, why don't you guys, do, I thought like the two of you should do True West. And he's like, we don't do theater. He's like, he's not going to do theater. It's like, no one does theater. <laughs> like, you know, I thought that you two guys should, uh, you know, do like a play, a Sam Shepard play. I really was pitching him hard on it. And he says, we're always not going to do theater. I just, um, you know, God bless those people that do that. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, that's all I can say. I, I, yeah, I have um, no desire. No desire. It, it, it's interesting, though. I mean, right? Because uh, you must have done it in high school a bit. Yeah, and um, you know, I wasn't jumping up and down about that. What, what is it essentially about about that type of acting that is a turnoff? Uh, I think it's a lot of risk. There's very little reward. Uh, there are plays I've seen where they're tremendous uh, performances yeah. and they're real and, and amazing. And then there's others where, you know, they're using their diaphragm to reach the back of yeah. the room. And yeah. it's kind of um, all. Oh, yeah. So so it's just exaggerated. A, and It's not your bag. It's not my bag. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I, I want to watch a movie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd rather watch a movie. But also, acting in movies is so much different because you know you can bring it way in. You can bring it way in. You can do it again. Yeah. You fuck up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of part of it too. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I we were doing a Shakespeare play in high school, and yeah. I was playing Jake Ways, you know, from As You Like It, uh-huh. and. uh my mother somehow goes 
backstage before the show. Yeah. No, nobody else's parents were there. Yeah. She's like, I don't forget your lines. It never occurred to me to forget my lines. <laughs> I didn't know that was a possibility. <laughs> so I go out there. I got the famous speech. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the world's a stage and yeah. so forth. And nothing. I, I forget my fucking lines. I'm like, holy shit. There's like 750 people on yeah. this thrust stage. Uh-huh. We have the outfit yeah. from Juilliard on, you know, mustaches and shit. Sure, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Gone. Nothing. And? And the little groundlings are like trying to, you know, <laughs> tell me the lines. Yeah. I got through it somehow. And the next three nights were fine. But that was scary. You know, because it's not like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, can't you can't stop the show. It's Shakespeare. Yeah, you know. And our teacher said, "Oh well, if you're afraid of a line, just say couch we a while and mark." You can't fucking do that. Yeah, you can't do that in Shakespeare. Yeah, you, know? you yeah. can't just start making up shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot to unpack in terms of uh, you know why you might not want to do theater. It involves your mother and forgetting your lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that'll do it. So this role that you did just now with the encounter thing, the cop. Now, when you get what, how do you decide that you're going to do a project? Like what? Like what is it? The usual. It, it is. You know the, who? Who are the people? Sure, good people. And who's the director? Okay. And, and um, it all like linked up, and you like the part enough. Yeah, and I, you know, I love uh, Riz Ahmed. Uh, yeah. who, you know, fan of his since uh, the night of yeah, on HBO, yeah, 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 which is yeah, yeah. really great. Yeah, um, and Octavia is amazing yeah. to work with. She's so cool and like professional and nice, and just she's just like a dream to work with. Really, when you work with other actors, what do you, what 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 determines whether it's great for you? I mean, if they're they're basically not an asshole, you yeah, know, right? Uh, you know, right. if they're fucking weird and they do their shit, and I don't care how weird people are, yeah. what do they got to do to get wherever they need to be? But yeah, don't fuck everybody else up, you know. <laughs> don't fuck me up. Don't fuck other people up because of your bullshit. Right. You know. Right. That's all. Yeah. It's pretty simple. <laughs> you know. Right. Don't I, ruin it for everybody. No, it, it's like America. Just be fucking decent. Get your shit together. And be decent. Yeah, that's all. Doesn't yeah. matter. There's no room to viral the venom and fucking hate and division. Just get your shit together. Yeah, and, lo- and be decent. Yeah, be a decent person. Right. That's it. Yeah, on yes, all levels. It's not that difficult across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> Good talking to you, man. Hey, you too. Thanks hey, for doing listen, it. Hey, listen, you ever go by the comedy store? I'm anymore? always there, yeah. Yeah? Why? No, I just- uh, You I, come down? I, I, I do. Oh, really? I, I love that place, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm there almost every night when it's open. Really? Yeah. I don't. Have you been since uh, the pandemic ended? Once. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually there, like I put in for, like this week, I got to fly up to uh, Sonoma tomorrow to interview the Smothers Brothers, but I'll, I'll probably be there this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Nice. Yeah, come down. Say hi if you're there. I will. Which room do you hang out at? Well, I mean, it all depends what she gives me. Um, I'll get your. Maybe we'll get switch numbers, and I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Good. After the after this. Good. Thanks, man. Pleasure. There you go, Rory Cochran, going all the way back. Heavy dude, heavy cat, playing it tight. Uh, you can watch the movie Encounter streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And also, I got my Fender Champ back. And this is what it sounds like.
Boomer lives. Monkey, La Fonda, Cat Angels everywhere, man. Man. Oh, man. 